Hi, I'm Taylor, and welcome to the TD Nutrition Podcast. Well, hello there, everyone. Welcome back to the TD Nutrition Podcast. It's been quite a while since my last episode, I think a little bit over a month since I last recorded one, and that's the longest I've gone without releasing an episode, so it's kind of crazy. But for those of you who don't know, I was in the middle of moving. I moved out of my old place, and I'm now into a new place. Um, I still live in the same area, so it wasn't like a far move. But regardless of distance, moving is still very chaotic and stressful and there's so much to do as far as like tying up old ends at the old place and then new stuff at the new place. So yeah, I'm finally mostly settled to where I was like, okay, I've got to get back to recording podcasts. Um, Of course, like my office furniture is not here, so I just have like a tiny desk, but there's like no drawers. It's not really like a desk, but I'm using it as so for now. But all of the contents from my old office that was in drawers and all organized is now just sitting on the floor in my new office waiting for furniture to come so it can be neatly organized again. So for the clients who I do meet with, they have seen some of the chaos and I don't have like my nice, beautiful background yet but the patience will be worth it once it comes. So I'm just trying to take it a day at a time, even though it's been really frustrating and stressful, which is why I chose this topic for today's episode, and that's stress in our health. Because stress deeply impacts our bodies on a cellular level. It's not, it's not just this surface thing that, oh, we feel stress, we're frustrated. It, it affects all the mechanisms of our body. It affects our brain, our digestion, our cravings all of these things. So I thought it would be a fun thing to talk about because I was experiencing all of that during my move and how to kind of combat that stress and keep my health on track, especially because I do have Lyme disease, which is a chronic illness and big stressors can trigger it to come out of remission. And even though I I can't say that I'm out of remission, but my skin symptom, which is a major symptom that I deal with constantly, my skin has been really bad. And that's just because I have had a lot of stress. And so it's been flaring up. It's been really itchy. I have more patches than normal. And so I wanted to talk about stress and how it affects us on a cellular cellular level. And another thing that I want to uh, point out and apologize for in advance is the sound of this episode. Because of the room has no furniture in it, the echo is so bad. So this was as good as I could get the sound to be, which isn't terrible, but there's been better episodes with clearer sound. So let's jump into episode 24, Stress and Our Health. We all feel stress from time to time in major ways and also in just minor ways. And if you experience chronic stress, whether it's for a month, a week, a few months, or a year, you're up against the fight or flight feeling all the time, or rather your body is. And this results in our bodies stimul- or producing adrenaline in order to prepare for this fight or flight moment. But however, that actual fight or flight moment doesn't come because it's chronic stress. So it's just you have that feeling 
prolonged without the um, actual event of fight or flight occurring. So the adrenaline doesn't know when to stop being produced or or our adrenals don't know when to stop producing adrenaline. And chronic stress could range from anything like sitting in traffic every day that's triggering for you, interacting with people that cause you stress, a job that causes constant stress, Um, or the stress of starting something new because that does cause stress it could be exciting something new um, but it can still be stressful and it could also be um, stress from the loss of a loved one financial stress or the stress of a move when it comes to stress and our feelings food usually comes into the picture i almost i would say that like if you're human and you're stressed somehow food is going to work its way into the situation So there's two ends here, two ends of a spectrum here. So one end is the traditional concept of comfort food. And this is things like mac and cheese, baked goods, fried foods, or even greasy foods or candy. And this side usually sounds really good in the moment. It smells good. We're like, oh, yes, that sounds so good. But after we've eaten it, whatever it was, we don't feel very good. And this is because these foods aren't healthy for us. So we don't, we feel sick after, even though they sounded so good at first. And then the other end of the spectrum is the food as fuel approach. And this approach takes all the emotion off the table. So it takes the emotion out of picking what to have for a meal or a snack. And the decision is based only on nutritional content of what your body needs in that moment. And this approach does not mean don't eat or starve either. Because I know sometimes when people get stressed, they do the opposite of like wanting to eat. They don't want to eat because they're so stressed. So the food is fuel approach is not don't eat and it's not eating bad food. It's just what does your body need to remain healthy in this moment? Now I'm going to get into how stress affects our bodies on a deeper level. When stress is present for more than just short bursts of time, it puts the adrenal glands into a more imbalanced and sensitive state. So this makes you more prone to suffering from a bout of adrenal fatigue. So if you're someone who's already prone to adrenal fatigue, you need to be more conscientious about how often you're stressed because you're more sensitive to that. The main trigger for your adrenal glands to be overworked is stress. So when you stress the adrenal glands, they overproduce cortisol, which is a stress hormone. This hormone is perfect for short-term stress. Um, When we're under stress for long periods of time, it burns them out. And what constitutes stress, it varies from person to person because different things stress different people out. Um, but so whatever it is for that person, if you're under stress for long periods of time, it will start burning out the adrenal glands. When stress is present over a long period of time, maybe due to a divorce, breakup, death of a loved one, financial stress, or any other form of severe emotional turmoil, and even some minor forms of stress, like I mentioned earlier, you know, just like traffic, moving, you know, your job or certain people. All of that could cause chronic stress and it will eventually causes the adrenal glands to become weak and not function properly. Something else I do want to point out is that even enduring a lot of stress in a relatively short period of time can also overwork the adrenal glands and weaken them. An example of this is childbirth and I pointed this out in the adrenal fatigue episode as well. 
Normally, the adrenal glands are very precise and they produce the exact right amount of hormones needed for every situation we encounter throughout the day. But when they have been overworked, they start producing too little hormones or even too much hormones needed. Basically, like there's extreme highs and extreme lows. So they're just not producing the right amount needed for whatever moment. When there is an increase in adrenaline, especially for someone who is very sensitive, like I mentioned, like if you already are prone to adrenal fatigue, you know, it could do some damage. But also this includes anyone who has an existing chronic illness like Lyme disease, thyroid disorders, depression, anxiety, lupus, MS, or shingles, and there's lots of other chronic illnesses that I haven't mentioned. Um, This can cause your illness to come out of remission or get worse when there is chronic stress present, you know, short or long. But when the adrenals aren't functioning properly, it's going to impact your illness. Another thing that can happen from the constant production of adrenaline is it can trigger migraines. So if you are chronically stressed and you're getting migraines a lot, it's because of the constant production of adrenaline that's in your body. Stress also impacts our gut health. Our adrenal glands produce more than just one form of adrenaline, and some forms of adrenaline can have an effect on our stomach's hydrochloric acid supply. Hydrochloric acid is what helps our stomach break down and digest food. So if there's not enough, you're going to have digestive issues. So if you've been chronically stressed, there could be enough adrenaline in your body that's going to hinder your stomach from being able to properly digest food, which will result in things like bloating, gas, constipation, stomach aches. And when adrenaline gets into the intestinal tract, tract, it prevents good bacteria and microorganisms from from surviving. So stress can throw off your gut balance. And if you had really good gut health and then you undergo a lot of stress, it can throw that off. And so recognizing that and taking action to correct it is really important. Stress also lowers our immune health. When adrenaline is present in the body for too long, it begins to weaken our immune protection. So if you are undergoing a stressful time, making sure you're doing things to help boost your immune system so that you don't get sick is really important too. Now we're gonna talk about ways that you can manage stress when possible. Obviously, it's not possible to prevent stress from happening or prevent events that will cause you stress, but there are ways that you can manage that stress so that it doesn't have as many negative impacts to your health. So first, you're going to want to try to stick to a routine as much as you possibly can. The more of a routine you have will help alleviate some stress and give you some sense of stability so it won't feel like everything is out of your control. And, you know, it doesn't have to be a full routine. It could be like something very small. Uh, For me, it's my morning routine, especially when I moved. Um, At least I was able to do my usual morning routine. If the rest of the day got crazy and I couldn't get to what I would normally do, at least my morning started off normal, essentially. Um, And that would kind of keep me sane throughout the day. The next is don't give in to food cravings when stressed. And this is very hard. But when we're thrown off by difficult things that come up, we often want to reach for something to eat. And it's not bad that we want to reach for something to eat. It's actually our brain's way of telling us that we're going to need energy for this stressful situation. 
But what's important is choosing foods that will serve you instead of harm you. So choosing, you know, foods that are actually going to nourish you in that moment and not making a decision based on your feelings in that moment. And you're going to want to try to eat as many healthy foods as you can when stressed. So anytime you're hungry, try to eat a healthy option over an unhealthy one. Plus, your immune system's already weakened when you're stressed. So the more unhealthy foods you eat, you're further going to weaken your immune system, which makes you more susceptible to getting sick. And you don't want that. And when you're stressed, it's also really important to eat breakfast. And this will help prevent cravings later on in the day. And I'm going to do a whole episode on cravings next week because I actually think that this would be a really fun topic to talk more about. And when I talk in the cravings episode, I'm going to talk about good things to have for breakfast to prevent cravings later in the day. Next is remember to breathe. Taking a minute to stop and take a few deep breaths helps you, but also helps your body to stop and lets the adrenals have a moment to be calm as well. So during stressful times, remembering periodically to stop and take some breaths, maybe step away and have a moment to yourself to do this will help calm the adrenals as well. It doesn't actually just like, you won't just feel the effects because you're doing it, but all these other parts of your body will feel the effects as well. Lastly is lists. Lists can help. If you have so much on your plate and you can't seem to keep it straight, writing things down will help take the pressure off of having to remember everything that you need to get done. Especially if you're if it's keeping you up at night and you're like, okay, I can't remember to do this, this, and this tomorrow. If you write it down, it takes that pressure off your brain to remember. So you're like, okay, I already wrote it down. I can go to sleep. I don't have to remember to do these things because when you see that list, you'll remember to do it. So that can help take some stress off when there's so much stress present and you don't know what to do with it. The last thing I'm going to talk about is foods that can help calm the nervous system. So there are foods that help calm all our nerves and I'm going to go through those now. So if you are really stressed, these would be some great foods to eat more of during stressful times. First is bananas, and bananas are probably like the best at calming our nervous system. And they also provide a lot of energy and they can help with cravings as well. Then there's mangoes, apples, dates, lemons, melons, oranges, pears, celery, cruciferous vegetables. So these are things like cabbage, kale, collard greens, cauliflower, broccoli, and Brussels sprouts, and then cucumbers. So that wraps up today's episode about stress and our health. And I hope you found some useful information, maybe some tips that can help you when you're in a stressful time and you're trying to, you know, stay as healthy as possible. And I think the most important takeaway from today's episode is the food as fuel approach and just reminding yourself to make decisions for what to eat based on what's actually going to fuel your body and better your health in that moment and not choosing based on emotions or what sounds good because normally we always end up regretting what we've eaten if it was just because it sounded good. And I hope that you will listen to next week's episode as well, all about cravings and learn more about making choices to fuel your body instead of making choices based on um, our emotions in that moment. And as always, if you need more one-on-one help, 
guidance or support, maybe with stress or cravings or anything else, you can send me an email at tdnutritioncoaching at gmail.com and I would love to work with you. Thanks for listening. 